Eat, drink, smoke, where we drink the fine bourbon, smoke the fine cigars, eat the fine food. Tony Katz, April D. Gregory, Fingers Malloy, Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, Indiana. I want to get to the bourbon because we always start with what we drink, and this is a very only one-of-a-kind find you're only going to find in certain places, but I have to. I'm sorry, guys. Right before we hit record, April D. Gregory says, you know, I punched somebody yesterday. And so with that, while we pour the bourbon, hi, April. Hi. How you doing? Great. Look great today. Thanks. That's my Me Too moment. Hashtag Me Too. Um, why did you punch somebody yesterday? What the hell happened? I think he asked me to. Wait a second. Oh, fetishes it, are it, weird. Right? Was this in a bedroom? No, it was outside. Was he tied to the bed? <laughs> I'm not judging. Stop it. I'm not ju- I just want to know if you know how to do a slipknot. I, was he wearing what? a ball gag? What is that? I don't Did he bring his own right ball? Oh, you don't know what that means. Oh, okay. Um, why? Why would he ask you to hit him? Like, what was that? What was the scene? We were playing beer pong. Of Stop. course you were. Stop. <laughs> Sidebar. Carve day. Uh, oh, okay. So, Indianapolis Indy 500. Two days before the race, there's something called Carb Day, IndyCar, and Carb Day uh, stands for carburetor, and it's the last day for for drivers to tune up their cars before race day. So traditionally. It's called Carburetor Day, uh, but we've shortened it now to Carb Day. So there you are at the track, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, where the tradition is, hey, how drunk can we get? And then someone says, hold my beer, but no one ever holds it. They just drink it. And they try and get even more drunk. So there you are, Carb Day, a little tipsy, if I may be so bold. And what happened? I don't recall. He, like, (laughs) wanted me to punch him. And And? I don't remember the conversation. I think he like messed up my beer pong game or something. Okay. And then he was like, well, you can punch me. And then I'm like, okay. And I literally hauled off and punched him basically as hard as I could in the bicep. And uh, I surprised myself. Like, you know, I should have just been like, ah, joking. Um, Let's talk about how much you had had to drink before that moment. And your anger issues. Well, we'll get to that. (laughs) We're in another podcast. April, when when you're angry, what what is that? Or not angry. When you're drinking at a day like Carb Day, what does it start with? Um, yesterday it started. Oh, these uh, new cocktails in a can from the local Cardinal Brewing. Okay, Cardinal Spirits. Yes, is who they are down in Bloomington. Mm-hmm. So you started with like a little like gin and tonic in a can, maybe well, a little vodka, vodka cranberry, right? Yeah. You start with a, what two of those? I, I think I had. I had a few of so those. So you had three before, of those. You had three of those. Before okay. beer pong. Fine. Uh, and, and, then, and then you got to, uh, you want to do the over-under? You'll win. Uh, then you got to beer pong. And, and then you had, a, you had a beer, right? Because you're playing beer pong. Right. You had to make sure the beer was, was, was good. How many beers did you say, would you say you had uh, when you were playing the, uh, the, the beer pong? Well, I All of a sudden, I'm Norm McDonald. winning beer pong. <laughs> uh, so I didn't have a, as many but, uh, beers as the losers. Winning a beer pong. Uh, it's, uh, like I had a... F- Played you know, a few games of your college degree, not necessary. A crack whore showed up. Not <laughs> at Carb Day. So, so you, because it's so refined. So, <laughs> literally, the purpose of Carb Day is to get as drunk as possible. So there you are. You've had three of these uh, uh, mixtures in a can. These like Zima light things. No, and then, they're not and like then, that at all. And then you had two, three beers. Yeah. And is that when the guy said, "Hey, punch me"? Yeah. Did you know the guy? No, no idea who he is. Could you pick him up, pick no, him out in a no, lineup? No. Was he hitting on you? No. Did he say anything to you afterwards? He was like, ow, wow. <laughs> wow. I and again, like I you know, after a few cocktails. You, a guy said, Oh, I'm sorry about that. Hey, you can hit me if you want. And you're like, thank you. And then you you literally bruised him. Yeah. This this was he was he a, a grown man or was he a yeah he was young like kid forty something okay 
So you, so there's a 40-year-old out there saying, hey, strange blonde lady, punch me. Basically. By the way, whenever anybody comes up to you and says, hey, punch me, fetish. Right. Fetish, fetish, fetish. And I'm not opposed to fetishes. I'm, uh, I'm down. You, you be you. So you, you punch him. Do you feel bad immediately? Uh, yes, because I realized that I punched him with basically all that I could punch him with. So with the Almost. force of, of, of your blow, you then gained focus. Did you apologize? I think so. I felt bad. I felt really bad. Okay, now um, how much did you drink after that? You already have uh, three Zimas and you got a couple of couple of beers and you know, how many how many how many Zimas did you have fingers? How many? Uh, a baker's dozen. I, I think have thirteen for those of you playing the home game. And so how many how much did you drink after that? Um a lot. Okay. That was just yesterday. Yeah. Today. Today, right? So that was Friday. We record the podcast on a Saturday. Could you describe for everybody the number of drinks you have in front of you right now? Four, but they're not all alcohol. Okay, all right. One is water. One is water. Could you name the other three? Champagne. Right. Because I needed something fizzy. <laughs> and uh, cider, sparkling cider. Stop. Because it, I... Because you also needed something fizzy? Yes. Her liver's got its own Instagram. Because I talked to two different bartenders, <laughs> and they did not... It does. And uh, <laughs> then our, our uh, bourbon review of the day, the blend... So if you stop by Blend Bar Cigar and April's here, just say like, hey, punch me. She will knock your ass out. That is, I wish there was video of that, April. What's the safe word? <laughs> oh, my God. The bourbon. so bad. And we should at least be clear. I don't think this is the first time you punched somebody when you were a little inebriated. No, it is. She's for a boxer, sure. remember, for sure. Tony? I'm a boxer. Fingers, That's why you, I you, what do you, what, You're a boxer? Oh, don't you remember this whole conversation we had about three months ago? She goes to her little uh, suburban soccer mom boxing gym and does her little boxing workout, and, and she, they tape her hands, and she's a boxer now because of that. It's you, Macho Camacho. That's why my punch was so strong yesterday. And, and I if felt you that. want your punch to be strong, we advise this bourbon right here. <laughs> that was my segue. Listen, sorry. It, blend, uh, blend Bar Cigar, four locations Indianapolis, Nashville, Pittsburgh, and Houston. Uh, growing in an amazing place, um, if you have not checked it out in your area or, or made the uh, trek, they now have their own bourbon. Uh, they have gone into the private labeling of a single-barreled uh, straight bourbon whiskey, uncut and unfiltered. Ah. Now, I bring this up because there are times you try bourbons where you are, right? You'll try things where you, where you, where you live, and you'll be like, hmm, I don't know that brand. I don't know that name. What is this? This is uh, Blend Bar's Cigars. Uh, a straight bourbon whiskey. I bring this up to you because this is 120.8 proof. Holy dear hell. It's be a fun afternoon. This is, this is going to be an April D. Gregory kind of afternoon. This is strong. This is punching the bicep strong. Yeah. Is, is this kind of, of, of That's a bourbon. That's whiskey is what you're saying? Right. Oh, this is, this is no joke. Listen, of all the things that we've reviewed, we have not done anything close to this kind of proof. We ha- we, we've done things in the 110s. But not, we've, we're exceeding 120. We're 120.8 on uh, this bottle right here. So the reason I bring it up is that even, even if you don't have this specific bourbon from Blend available in, in your area, the higher proof bourbons, you're talking about really feeling it, not only on the tip of the tongue with the sting, but really, if you want the burn of bourbon, this is the high test, man. This is where it's at. Now, now we've got it here. Someone put a cube in mine. 
Um, the, 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 the nose is actually quite fruity. It is actually quite fruity, a little bit surprising. But the alcohol is there on the back end of it. And you can feel it in the nose all the way. Is yours chilled, fingers? No. Okay, yeah, so someone put a cube in mine. Oh, they um, were supposed to be on the side, but they No, weren't. it's 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 uh it's it's all right. It's Oh here, it's, do you want to try mine? It, no, no, no. It's it's fine. It's fine. It's fruity. Um I mean, of course it's bourbon, so it's in a new ch- American charred oak barrel, it's fifty one percent corn. Um it can only be cut with water, and this is uncut. Nothing. It can only be cut, by the way, for for the sake of proof. It can't it can't be for any other reason. All right, I'm ready to do. Are you ready to Let's do fingers? Go. This is your kind of bourbon. Are we going to do the Aaron Rodgers uh, chew? No, no, no. We're not going to try and ch- We'll talk about Aaron Rodgers later. Maybe we'll get to that in the uh, snack size edition. All right, here. Fing- April, you okay with that? It smells good. It, it does. Oh, don't get me wrong. It, it doesn't does. smell like it's going to hurt, but oh, I'm prepared. Let that linger on the nose yeah. a little bit more. It's Hold on. Punch here, we you in the here we go. Here we go. Here we go. If you're lucky, the bicep. Oh, oh. Okay. 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 You all right there? Oh, it's great. You're a fan? Yes. What? But what, what, what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps hitting you. <laughs> For me, it, it okay. Oh, it okay, hits you on there. the tongue. Okay. Hits you right. on the lips, hits you on the tongue. But it didn't have, for me anyway, a burn going down. The esophagus. The, are, are you feeling it going all the way down? You feel oh, absolutely. And twice on Sunday I am. Yeah? It didn't sting the tongue, which is interesting. Oh, my tongue was stinging like crazy. I stuck it in my water. You stuck your tongue in your water? I did. I'm just going to leave the pregnant pause there. <laughs> leave that in. That's not an editing issue. Um, oh, wow. I still feel it. Holy cow. My throat is warm. The top of my chest is warm. It's definitely a, a little hair on the chest. Oh. It, it's definitely Ooh. for winter. My yeah, that's actually hot. That is actually. It's not that it's bad. It's just if you want heat, congratulations, you found it, dude. That's nuts. This is not for the faint of heart. That, no, holy, actually hot. Just, nope, still there. <clears throat> Thought it was subsiding. It's not. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait some water. until it's... It no, no, no. I, w- I want to naturally see what happens. Now, I've right. got mine on the cube, so it's a touch chilled. You're and, on the chip. And, and, I'm going to do the giant chip. cube. Yes, you're right. I'm on, a, I'm on a chip. You're on a giant oh, cube. Oh, I'm telling you. That is good. That is good, good, good. Especially on a cube. Oh. Wait, try it this way. Try it this way with the... You know, trading. Yeah, we're, we're trading. Fingers. Where have you been? Oh, yeah. On the cube, it's so much better. Oh, my gosh. That's night and day different. Oh, that's very tasty. Yeah, that's so much more doable on the cube. On the cube, it, 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 uh, so think of it just in, it's just dilution. Yep. Right? I've got an ice chip in mine, and it opened it up. The cube is, is certainly going to make it much colder and a l- little easier to bring down. But it's just the idea that the high-proof bourbons, it's not that you should be afraid. It's that you have to be aware that you're going to be getting an entirely different sensation. And when I tell you, and I don't know if, anybody, if you guys agree, the burn... That it's still there. It's now in the middle of the chest, and so it, I'm not having a heart attack. Man. I was gonna say that we need a paramedic. You don't feel it? No. No, with the cube, it's fine. You guys. You guys. You guys drink way more than me. Oh yes, I do still feel it, but very good. Um, it, it has some some really good uh, floral notes. 
uh, in, I should say fruit notes, not not floral notes, uh, in there. This is one of the, f- the the fewer bourbons we've had where I think you actually get a feel of the oak, and the and the oakiness uh, in it. Yeah. Um, that's that was my take. Really? Uh, for, why? What was yours? I didn't get the. It wasn't too oaky. But I'm saying there's sometimes you don't get it at all. Like, oh right. What we did last week. It, uh, I was talking about candied orange. Uh, the, uh, um, the the new riff, right? I didn't get any feel of oak. I got no hint of, of oak on that. This this I at least do. And it could be because the burn for me, it's still there. Wow. Well, still I'm there. telling you, you drink this on this big cube and you, you don't even get a burn on the back of the tongue. And you no. get just a little bit of a sting in the front. Wow, that is... I like this. Just be prepared. Just be prepared when you go for the high proofs of uh, that you're, you're going to feel it. You're, it. It's coming strong. And, and the craziest part is we've had high proof bourbons in the 110s that haven't been this, at least for me. Um, that's a blend bar, uncut and unfiltered straight bourbon whiskey made by Americans. Smoke, drink, conspire. Right there. That's best served with a big block of ice and a big cigar. That's what it says right there. There is a dispute in Statesville, North Carolina. In Statesville, North Carolina, there is an RV store. And if you've ever driven by an RV store, what, do you like the RVs? No, I'm watching April D. Gregory do her little boomerang post for Instagram. Oh, well, by the way, where can people follow you on Instagram? April D. Gregory. So do that. Do that right now. I'm Tony Katz. And, of course, uh, Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast on Instagram as well. But in Statesville, North Carolina, there's an RV store. And the RV store has a flagpole, and they've got an American flag. They got a big American flag. So the city says they want the flag removed or replaced with a smaller one. And they have been fining this RV company $50 a day going back to October of 2018. It's about $11,000 in fines going on. So it has this 40 by 80 flag that, that, that they've got to pay tribute to military veterans. And they worked out a compromise creating an exemption for a flag that's larger than city ordinance, but it wasn't as, la- as large as the, the RV people, <laughs> Camping World, wanted. They want a, f- a flag that's, uh, that's even bigger. And they're like, I don't care if it goes to $500 a day in terms of the fine. Marcus Lamonis, who's the CEO and chairman of Camping World and Gander RV, I'm not coming, it's not coming down. I'm not taking the flag down. So this guy, officially American hero. But we, there are very often times where people are getting fined for the size their American flag or putting out an American flag. If your flag is obstructing somebody else's view, let's say in your housing complex, your apartment complex, whatever, okay, I don't have any problem with that being an issue. But if anybody tells you you can't put up an American flag, immediately uh, disregard that person and put up the American flag. There is never a moment in America where the American flag is problematic. And we see this on college campuses, where people are like, oh, the American flag is triggering. Trigger. Screw those kids. I, I don't, I'm not trying to be rude. I just, they're, they're not okay. They're wrong, and they have to be told uh, that, that they're wrong. So I kind of like what these guys are doing. We're going to put, and it's on a giant flagpole. We're going to put up as big of an American flag as we dang well feel. That's the end of that. They know their customer base, too. Yeah, right? It's an RV place. Lots of veterans going in there. Uh, and also... Uh, the city knows this, and it's a good grift moment for the city. Ah. <laughs> I mean, no. I didn't think we'd get to the grift minute with Fingers Malloy in the first, you know. Do we have a sounder yet? 
Do you have a sounder for the Grift Minute? Uh, we're, we have a theme. All right, throw can, it in post. We'll oh, just I, let yeah, it play underneath. I don't have it yet. All right. I, I, I got to do a karaoke version of... Uh, um, of what? Uh, Hall & Oates. Uh, Your grift is on my list? Uh, that's a good one. No, it's a rich girl. It's a, it's a grift girl. Oh, <laughs> They've yes. gone too far. Look at I'm you. I'm here for it. I'm here with, for with it. The, with the funny radio yeah. bits. If you can create one, just uh, just email it over, and maybe we'll use it. Yeah. If we if we use it, we'll send you a bottle of bourbon. But it's we, we, we've seen this in other uh, cities where they figure out ways to raise revenue through fines, uh, you know, you mean like police, uh, police officers, tickets? Uh, you know, having quotas Speeding for tickets. tickets. So yeah, okay. This is on a, Mother's Day. This is an easy, an easy eleven grand to raise for the city. Hold on a second, finger. <laughs> you're talking about the grift minute, and you're not wrong. But all of a sudden, here comes April, who's right now working on her beer after she's done with her bourbon. Talking about speeding tickets on Mother's Day and pouring that beer like a rookie. By the way, a rookie. You gotta have a little bit of head. Jeez. Thank God I'm taping this. What happened to you on Mother's Day? You got a speeding ticket, too? You're punching total strange men, <laughs> and you got a speeding ticket? Why is it somebody else's fault that you went too fast in a, in a, in a zone? Why do we allow people, law, the, the cops, to do this to us? To, to give you a speeding ticket? What, I don't understand. Why are you okay with this form I, of government? I, I'm trying to understand what it is you're it's saying. It's crap. There's a speed it's limit. It's grift, and it's... There's a speed limit. Were you driving faster than said speed limit? I was. Okay. By the way, great job, lawyer. Secondly, why why is the police officer at fault here? It was Mother's Day. And and were you speeding on Mother's Day? What kind of jerk pulls people over on Mother's Day? What kind of jerk pulls over a mother on Mother's Day? Yes. Right. Uh, so so where what did you say to the cop? Did you say I'll punch you? <laughs> Obviously not, because I'm still sitting here. <laughs> no, did, did, were you like, are you really pulling me over on Mother's Day? What's wrong um, with you? I yeah. wish your mother must it, be dead. Is this why you're I, alone? I wish I would have said something like, you know, tell your mom happy Mother's Day for me. I should have said something, but I did not. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that happened. You know to you. what? Thank I God have... for the police. I just, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just thought Mother's Day. I have Day. no problem with someone getting a speeding ticket. What I don't appreciate is when police create an adversarial relationship with the community they're supposed to be protecting, they're hiding behind a he bush. He was sitting on the side of the road with a radar gun. Okay. At least Hunting that's out people in down. the open. Okay, so at least that's out in the open. If you want to say to me, we shouldn't be doing this kind of stuff, all right, I'm not going to necessarily disagree with you. Because I, uh, and there are so many places where the speed limit's ridiculously slow, and it's purposefully slow so they can give people tickets. Yeah. When a speed limit is, let's say, 65, and everybody's going 80, well, then I believe that the police are guilty at that moment because they should have stopped the first person going over 65. But if you allow the flow of traffic to go at 80 miles an hour, you're basically saying we can pick off anybody we want anytime we want. And that's the, where I think the entrapment is. And I think the cops should be held to, to, to the standard and held to account. It's their fault for creating the um, dangerous situation. How's that for a turn? There you go. I'm not going to know if I'm going to anybody to agree with me, but it's where I'm at. But... Now that we're done with you and, and your and your sad <laughs> tickets and your lead foot, and your and your, how, how's the sparkling cider after the champagne and the bourbon? It's fantastic. Why cider? Is it good? Just, it is good. It's gluten free, and I just oh, can't. oh my god. Hey, god. you are mostly gluten free too. I just can't do the beer anymore. I, I my stomach hurts after a regular. Oh, is that beer. what's happening? Yeah. Okay, so so this isn't about some kind of crusade. This is about like no, I have a I, beer and I don't feel good. Yeah. 
No, that makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't eat... I mean, I, I, we've talked about this before. I don't eat bread because it just it or pasta or pizza or anything. It's so painful. Yeah. So absolutely painful. I don't want. I, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Right, but you could still champagne, no problem. Well, yeah. There's no gluten in that. Oh, is that true? I don't know. That's you're, true. Look, you're looking at me like I keep track of gluten. Look at me. What? You look great. Have you gained weight? You look terrific. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. See how I did that? Nothing wrong with an American flag, right? Right. Put it wherever you want. Yeah. And I like how this guy was like, look, you can find me $11,000 a day. This flag is not coming down. No, he's fine with it. Totally. And by the way, he's on the winning side of the argument. How does a city win? Hey, you got to put down your big American flag. You know what's surprising to me about this story is that this is happening in North Carolina and not California or New York. Yet. What? Well, well yeah. but it's actually yet the other way. It's that slowly these uglinesses creep into the places that you thought were actually Americana, right? right. Um, and, and, it, and it's one of the reasons why if you're not paying attention to local government, if you're not paying attention to what's happening at that town hall or that city council meeting or, or that county meeting, that's what you want to talk about the grift minute. That's where they learn the grift. That's where they, they start with the insidiousness of some of these social justice things because no one's paying attention, no one's mm-hmm. watching, and they can implement these things. Yeah, all the time on like the town Facebook pages, you know, every town has their Facebook page. Right. People will be complaining about, well, why is this happening or why is that happening and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, it's because it got approved at a town council meeting and nobody knew about it. I mean, because you chose not to go. But they sneak so much in at those meetings, and you have to know what's going on. You got to pay attention. No, you're right. The uh, the homeowners associations are the interns of grifts, and then you move up <laughs> to city government, and they're the minor leagues of grifting, and then you keep going up and up the ladder. So there is a uh, so fingers and April and I come from, you know, we've known each other for for years, and some levels of of, uh, of politics, one way or another. And there is a guy that we have attended a million events with by the name of Bob, who's out of Kansas. And it's, it's him who I'm attributing the story to. If you don't know who I mean, I'll tell you, after, uh, I'll tell you afterwards. I know who you mean. His right? name's not Bob, though, right? No, no, no. <laughs> Absolutely is Bob. Oh. And he tells the story that when he used to go to city council meetings, they would show up in shorts and flip-flops with these counselors. They would show up in shorts and flip-flops. And one week, he brought his video camera. Because it's a public thing. You're allowed to record it. The next meeting, they all showed up in suits and ties. <laughs> it is the most like powerfully descriptive way of explaining to, to anybody who's, who's, you know, like, I don't have time for this or, or what's the big deal, that when you show up, it matters. There is a left-leaning website out of Texas, and, and the, the orange... Has something to do with the the, the Longhorns, orange something or other. And the story I have always heard is that when the Texas legislature is in session, you can be in the gallery and looking down, and more than half of the computers that that members have are on that site because someone's there from that site, you know, talking about whatever, and they need to figure out how to respond to it. That's unbelievably powerful stuff. And it's why you got to pay attention. It's why you got to be on it. If if forty people, forty people in this in this community, there was at Statesville, showed up to the town council meeting and said, "Leave that RV company alone," they'd stop immediately. Yep. They would stop immediately. That's all it takes. The American Revolution, the amount of people who were actually in favor 
of, of claiming independence, the, the number I've always read, 3%. That was the group that got America uh, into going. It doesn't take much to get people moving and to get people to change their behaviors because they know somebody's watching. But where does, the, where does the city think they're going to win on the idea of telling people they can't have an American flag up? What do you, what do you care I think some people get so arrogant with, with the little power that they have, they don't think about the consequences of, of having a policy like that and how quickly in the day of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, how uh, a, a business that thinks it's getting wronged or bullied in a way that this business is can get the word out unfiltered. And, but this that would change if people had attended these town council meetings because I, th- I, I think you're right. The town council's like, wait, we're in charge. This is our city. We'll decide signage. We'll decide these things. They have to prove their worth. And now, now they have to deal with it because the story got out. And they never thought there'd be any national attention to Statesville, North Carolina. I've never been there, by the way. I'm sure it's a lovely place. Meanwhile, think about how much money uh, Camping World is bringing into that city and jobs. Think about how much earned media. You're, you're a media person. How much earned media? This is a story... From that I got off of our Indianapolis local Fox affiliate. And now we're talking about on this podcast. You know it's going to come up on the radio shows uh, next week. How much earned media, which mm-hmm. is to say free, free advertising, uh, did Camping World just get here? Uh, and, and, and for what? To show off somebody else is a jerk. When they talk about Trump and he's running for office, what was the number? $2 billion worth of earned media when he was running for president? Oh, yeah something ridiculous yeah. absolutely surreal so yeah flag as big as you want you know what else you need big your fan and that's fanimation fanimation.com fingers don't look at me like that that's ridiculous these are your fan experts great sponsors of the show ceiling fans uh personal fans where we record at blend bar cigar they're everywhere they're moving the air making you feel comfortable to do the same thing for your living room, for your family room. You need them outdoor, they got you covered. You want LED lighting in that? They've got you covered. The level of customization you can do at Fanimation.com, really, really incredible. And uh, and Nathan, who, uh, you know, our sponsor and takes care of us, he's three quarters crazy. <laughs> I have actually seen that man in a leprechaun <laughs> suit. I've seen him in gold MC Hammer pants. So, you know... Shiny gold hammer pants. Don't you want to buy a fan from a gold, shiny MC Hammer leprechaun? That's what I thought. Fanimation.com. Incredible fans. Custom for you. You can design them almost any way you want. Oh, and whisper quiet. Which is super exactly... Super stylish. Ex- ex- wait, what, what was that, April? Super stylish. Ah, super stylish. You know, you can just put that. That's what it's going to say. It's going to say, Fanimation. Super stylish. April D. Gregory. After three drinks. Bam. Right there, fanimation.com. Uh, how are we doing on the bourbon? This is the Blend it's Bar good. Straight Bourbon Whiskey right here. I'm, I'm going for another sip. Big fan of On the Cube. Yep. Um, oh. Oh. Do you want to try it on the Cube? <laughs> I think I want my mommy. Um, oh, that's strong. That's 120.8 proof. That is strong. You're okay with that one, Amy? Oh, yeah. It's great. On the Cube, it's fantastic. You live and learn. You really do. Eat, drink, smoke. I've never been more ready in my life. You got that one. <laughs> Eat, drink, smoke. Tony Katz, 
April D. Gregory, Fingers Malloy here at Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, trying out the uh, private label for Blend, the uncut, unfiltered, straight bourbon whiskey, 120.8 proof. And Fingers is almost done. April is almost done. I yeah, can't. she is. I, I, I can't. It's just... You it, need a cube. It's not that it's not that it's bad. It's just not for Do me. You, That's all. You need a cube. That's all. You need a mixer? You want some crystal Pepsi? <laughs> Do you? Do you have that? Would you like some new Coke? Does anybody have any tang? There's a whole new Coke story. We're gonna get to that in in, in a second. Gosh Person's, dang it, I just tried to segue to, for that for like I just threw it out there. And but, now you're but, like, but wait, we, wait. We, we start with the smoke. We gotta let people know we're smoking. I let them know so we're do drinking. Do we have to be so committed? Like Yes. Can you not a little yeah, change? There's, there's a system. A little change? There's a system. Premature segue. It happens to all podcasters. <laughs> but if you send four ninety nine right now to Fingers Malloy, he'll help make that go away. Fingers, with the little how do you pill. help with premature segue? I, I will send you some of the finest medication that you can get from Indonesia. It's uh, <laughs> dragon root, acai, and potpourri, and, uh, and some essential oil. We are smoking... <laughs> the Xeno Platinum Exclusive Series. Now, you can get this at Blend, and there are other places that carry the Exclusive Series. This is uh, the, the, the Davidoff people with the Xeno, Xeno Platinum. Xeno is a fantastic cigar, and it's what they do to kind of create specialty cigars for people. So there is an Exclusive Series for the city of Indianapolis. There's one for Houston. There's one for many cities across uh, the country. There's also some exclusive series that are done uh, here for, for example, the Indianapolis 500, the uh, the IndyCar race. That's spectacular. There's one specific to blend for all of their locations. Uh, this is that cigar. So it's a um, 5 and 7 eighths by 56. So it's not quite uh, a, a 6 inch cigar, but it's, it's, a, it's a solid length for like, okay, go ahead, fingers. <laughs> It's it's a, it fits in your hand, but it's not too big. Right. So it's a, it's a 56. So it's, it's a bigger ring gauge than sometimes we do. We do usually 54s, 52s. This is, to me, the top of the sizing that mm-hmm. I feel comfortable mm-hmm. with. Not only in the hand, but in the mouth. I know. It's funny. Ha-ha. <laughs> but it's true. It's true. How that all feels is part of the experience that tells you whether or not you enjoy a cigar. It is an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper with Dominican filler. Mmm. You, you, you're, you're, you're right there? It's a good one. Yeah, Pepper yeah. punches you in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm all right. Well, because it's Dominican, right? The Dominican is going to do it. So in terms of the length, it's a little bit different. Not usually many things come in a five and, and seven eighths. Um, but uh, the tobacco is at least uh, five years old. Um, a Toro Gordo, I think, is the kind what they would call this size because it is. It's, it's because of the length and because of the ring gauge. It's somewhere in the middle of those two things. Almost a, a bit of a hybrid kind of kind of smoke. You are going to get a tremendous amount of that spice uh, uh, in here. The Ecuadorian Habano, though, should offer a, a layer of, 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 of sweetness, of creaminess. There should be some brown sugar that comes through. I think as you get to the second third of the cigar. But again, when you're talking about some of those Dominicans, you're going to get hit with the spice right off the bat. I'm curious to see where you guys are with this because you're already saying you like it, April. That cigar mac- mixed with such a high-proof bourbon. The spicy mix with a high-proof bourbon you, is, is a combination for you. I don't know, but it's working. I mean, that's, it's, it's the point. The it's reason working. you try all these damn mm-hmm. things is to like kind of surprise yourself. It's always the question yeah, that you ask this question. Yeah, figure out what you like. 
But we always get asked the question, what's your favorite cigar? My answer is, I don't have a, f- I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. There's so many good options, yeah. You know, but I don't, but some people, they come in, they smoke the same thing. They oh. get the same thing. They're smoking. The, no, I, don't I would that. dare you to try something different. And if you need a suggestion, ask, ask the cigar person. Yeah, ask your local tobacconist. For, for sure. Or, I don't know, check this podcast, yeah. which you can subscribe oh to on iTunes. Five-star review. We have, we have crossed idea. the 100 reviews threshold, people. Woo! We have crossed the reviews threshold, the 100 reviews. Now now we need to get to 1,000. All right, so maybe how about 150? Let's, 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 aim, let's aim middle. Small goals. <laughs> and, and Increments. S- small squad goals is what we need, my Squaggles. people. Um, but it's true. This, this podcast will help you find cigars that you will like, that you've never heard of before, that you never tried, different price points, and everything else. Eat, drink, smoke on iTunes. Give it the five-star review. Write a review as well but I can't understand the people who they only smoke one there's it's art go give it a shot go give it a try go ahead well so much of life is getting into a rut and people going to the same restaurant and ordering the same food and I'm sure it's that way with with bourbon and cigars as well I don't understand it no I mean I understand getting in a rut don't get me wrong but you know when it comes to cigar or uh, bourbon. Yeah, there's just why so th- many options. Oh, why get the same thing over and over again? I would say try anything by Davidoff or anything by Avo. If you're if you're a single, I like get the same thing every time. You can't go wrong with a Davidoff or an Avo. But you're talking about the idea of a specific cigar manufacturer, right. not a specific cigar within them what's manufactured. No, I'm saying try something with one of those manufacturers because I have liked everything we've done with both of those brands. Right. So yeah, I should say manufacturer. That's I what I'm say saying. Brand. Like if you brand don't, if you don't know, that. if you don't know what you want to try, try something in with one of those brands. Yeah, I mean, I, it, admittedly, I, I, there have been very few times where I've had an Avo. I'm like, oh, that's not okay. That that happens to be true. Now Davidoff uh, and and listen, so they have a huge relationship with Blend, where we do the podcast, and I would never talk bad about them because they make some brilliant things. They make some things that aren't for me. But that's so what? It's not everything is meant to be, you know, solely and exclusively for. To, if for Tony, Tony Katz, Katz doesn't like it, you know, that's the, that's I'm the whole point. I'm shocked that you would even say that. I what? thought I thought you just thought the world revolved around you. I do, I I do not, April D. Do you, do you sense some pent up anger in her today? Oh God, yes. There's some hostility. Are you it's serious unbelievable. right now? It's unbelievable. It is like reverberating off. Every her. week I come in here and I'm just like, this is such a highlight of my week, and then Tony comes in and like. Beat you down. I came in. Peas on my Cheerios. I, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you? Well, did I do that today? Did I do that today, April D. Gregory? Oh, she looked away from me. I know she did look away from me. It's totally not true. I walked in. And I said, "Hey, April, you look great today." And you said, "Stop oppressing me." You screamed, "Stop oppressing me!" And you punched me in the bicep really, really, really hard. And you went back to your five drinks. But how many? It's so you're still on the three. Good for you. No, there's four. Where are you? So you're enjoying the cigar. I'm looking forward to how this thing changes mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in the second. Um, slowly, there's a touch of a sweetness that's coming. I said brown sugar would be one of those things that happens. I'm wondering if it stays in that kind of... of, 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 of yeah, it's I'm starting to move away sweetness. from the... Well, I, I think it's to, to Finger's point last week. You do get used to it, right? Yeah. It starts to it's kind true. of find its way on your palate to blend with the other things, which is why you got to smoke the whole cigar. You got to work your way through it. Which is sometimes difficult to do, especially as you're first learning. But you do. you got to work your way through it and see what the rewards are. Coming on the other side, what you don't have to work your way through is spinach ice cream. See, that's a segue, April D. Gregory. Right there. You're such Uh, a professional. It is Fleet Week. Thank you very much. Fleet Week in New York. Have you ever been to Fleet Week, April D. Gregory? I have not. Right? This is what I'm told. Back in the day, 
It was sailors. They would come to New York, and then everybody had sex. That's That was Fleet Week. That's the only thing I ever heard about Fleet Week. I don't know if that's still the case. Like Navy-type sailors? Yeah. Uh, she's going to say Navy-type sex. I was wondering where she was going with that. <laughs> I, I'm assuming that's on a boat. That's all, what else can Navy-type sex be? I don't know. You keep on the weird hat? I shouldn't say it's weird. It's just compared to like the other hats. It's, it's you know, the white... I'm just going to get so many emails. <laughs> I can't even save it. I'm just going to get so many emails. We love the United States Navy. Oh, my goodness. You can, can tweet we please him let us rebuild the Tony fleet? Katz on Twitter. Rebuild the fleet speedily and in our lifetime. Um, Van Lewin Ice Cream launched spinach flavored ice cream to honor Popeye the Sailor's 90th birthday and uh, to celebrate the Navy, the Coast Guard, the Marine Corps coming uh, to New York to celebrate uh, Fleet Week. It's got cashew milk. April D. Gregory, your favorite. Coconut Damn. cream, coconut oil, cocoa butter, cane sugar, extra virgin olive oil, turmeric, and sea salt. Ooh, turmeric. That's taking an interesting turn. I'm sorry, but no. That's not ice cream. That's a mistake. That is not ice cream. Nobody wants spinach flavored ice cream. It's not even a cute idea. Like, who even still knows a Popeye? Does anybody in the... In the I was going to say, uh, anyone under the age of 40 has to ask Jeeves who Popeye even right. is. I mean, I remember watching Popeye when I was a kid, but if we're talking about a bunch of, you know, Navy and... and a lot of, most is of Popeye not in any way? Are you telling me nobody... He's not wait, a thing if, anymore. If Pete Buttigieg doesn't know who Alfred E. Newman is, who's going to know who Popeye is? Does right. Pete Buttigieg know who Popeye is? That's what we need to know. You want to ask him? I do. Ask him. Put it on social media. Do you know who Popeye is? Can you comment on this, Pete? Just ask him. Go ahead. He'll I'm respond to you. You aren't going to do it? Hey, no, follow I'm April E. Gregory on Twitter I'm do it right now. Answer. It's the people try too hard. This, <laughs> this ice cream is trying too hard. You don't need to do it. Now, they got themselves some press, but they only got themselves some press because it's disgusting, not because, man, I really want to check out Llewellyn ice cream now. By the way, there are other flavors. Sour pickle, processed pork, and Cheeto crumbs. Nobody wants any of this. Cheeto crumbs I would try. It's not even a question. I would do Cheeto crumb ice cream without question. That one's interesting. Everything Processed pork? What? I, uh, leave bologna alone. I saw processed pork open for bread in 1979. Uh, but the, the worst flavor ice cream that I had ever, have, have ever seen, uh, and I don't know what company came out with it, Buffalo Chicken Ice Cream. See, stop. Stop being those people. Who's going to buy that? No one. No, it's not. It's not. Someone's going to be like, ooh, I'll do it on a dare, and they're right. not going to enjoy it. So stop. Stop doing it. Stop pushing this on people. Stop trying so hard. But, but when I read this story, and I'm sure you probably thought this, Tony, when this uh, story came on a radar, the first thing I thought of was, oh, April's tried this. She's had to have tried it. Oh, you think she's tried spinach ice cream? Either, but she would something like it. Yeah, she would. But she's not in the market. She's not like, ooh, I've been searching out this ice cream flavor. Right. She doesn't even eat ice cream. Probably something because the inflammation or yeah, because dairy is inflammation. But this is cashew milk base, so I could potentially eat it. Are you telling me it doesn't? Wait, hold on. I just read that. There's no dairy in it. It's cashew milk based. There's no cow milk in it. Oh, this is just a sin against nature. How can you call it ice cream? Ca- have you ever had cashew milk ice cream? Yes. Is it good? It's better than almond milk and coconut milk ice cream. Okay, that, you, that, you didn't answer the question. Is it good? <laughs> it's true. It's good enough if you don't want to have a sick stomach. 
But a, a little bit of ice cream is not going to give you a six, unless you're like you're, you're lactose intolerant. Yeah, I, I can have a little bit, but I can't have much. See, lactose. But what? If I'm having ice cream, I'm going all out. Damn straight. Yeah. No frozen I yogurt. Can't have none it, of that crap. I can't have it very often, but when I do, I go all out, and I'm not trying to make my ice cream healthy. I want full fat, some grater, some handles, some. Right, depending on where the, you are. Some right? Jenny's ice cream. Oh my god. I'm a custard guy myself. Ooh, I like custard too. Cops in I Milwaukee. Like uh, I like what Culver's does, uh, which is which is a franchise. Um, I like I like custard. That to me is, is which is by the way more more egg yolk in in the making of it. It's mm-hmm. just uh, the consistency I think is the best. Went to Culver's last night and it was a madhouse because anytime you get to the point where I mean it's holiday weekend and it's the first real I weekend where it's like today. decent weather 80 85 right. degrees i mean there's like 300 people trying to go to culver's to get ice cream so uh, an observation custard oh, hard it, it is custard uh, i i have always questioned why in the majority of ice cream shops not i'm not talking about like like a franchise like culver's but ice cream shops they're always the most sad looking places on planet earth uh, there's no not this has been my experience. Tell me if you've had the same. There's no like music or ambiance. The place is very, very sterile, and the service is miserable. This has been my experience in the majority of ice cream shops. Really? Yeah, it should be more of a fun place. You're and right. I, and I don't, I don't experience that. It doesn't seem like a fun place. Da- the, the local Dairy Queen. It's not comfy. It's and, not. Yeah, it's oh, not homey well, and welcoming. But, but it's just queen. like. Yeah, but I mean, but I'm saying, why? You still want a place. McDonald's has redone everything they do to be more welcoming. Yeah, but the rescue machine never works. Uh, is that true? I've never had that problem. I've never had that problem. Oh, and by the way, that oh, 99 was a 99 cent cone. Wendy's, you can get a 50 cents Frosty. Oh, yeah. Frosty, that's, that Frosty is where it's at. Frosty is all good. But you got to get the fries to dip them in. See, we've been through this. We've been, We've been through, through check this. that out on our past podcast, people. Eat, We've drink, smoke on iTunes. But it's always that same way. So I'm like, I, I could, I could do this. I could open an ice cream place and just make it fun Let's for the love it. of the Lord. I, you, you know, Let's you know, I have it. a restaurant background. Yes, you know, I've owned restaurants before. I think about it from time to time. When I'm, I mean, there's a lot of great food in the city. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of amazing. It's because you can't afford to open in Chicago and you can't afford to open in New York or LA. So people pick growing places to put in uh, food. Indianapolis is a brilliant food scene because it's all growing. And you get to actually, even some of the places that don't work, you get to try what people are thinking, where they're at, and like where they're kind of hitting trends. We're seeing more barbecue come into this city, which is kind of, and this city has great barbecue, and it's not known for barbecue on any level. It's got fantastic barbecue on every side of the city. North, south, east, and west. It's, it's kind of something. But I, I think about, I, I can open an ice cream place. I, I could do this. Do I? For, but, but like, I don't think I want the hassle. I don't think you have time to do that right now, Tom. I don't have time for any two shows, this podcast, and what's coming next. No, I don't have time for anything. But, like, why can't somebody just open an ice cream place where someone's like, hey, how are you? And it just, it feels good. Every ice cream place feels miserable. It's like the wood chairs, the the tile, concrete, whatever floor, and it's just, yeah. Well, that's because they want you to sit and be just comfortable enough to finish your ice cream and then get the hell out. They don't want you hanging around. You think that's it? Yes. You think the purpose is to... Listen, that there's a whole mathematics behind how restaurants work and and, and, and how the the level of music they play in terms of the volume. 
and everything else to be able to engage in that turn of tables, right? Yeah, well, and look at those little ice cream chairs that they put in. You know, your right. your butt can barely fit on mm-hmm. it. All right, I did not consider it's because they hate my guts. But does it also have to be uninviting? If you want to move me through, only put in uh, three tables. But if it, could it at least, at the very least, be an inviting spot? Like, oh, I feel good about spending my money here. I don't have to question whether or not there are rodents in the back, right? I, Some of the yogurt shops are kind of nice. Yeah, but it's yogurt. It's yeah. just miserable. It's just, I don't know. The people who love frozen yogurt, they're, they're, kid, they're kidding themselves. Because you should go full board. You should go full out. Well, the other thing, too, is they're always filthy. Because it takes next to nothing to make a mess on the table with the ice cream. And then you got, like, dried up. Well, you got teenagers of- working who don't give a crap about I cleaning the it. place. They Clearly, don't. none of them have been through Chick-fil-A training. No, Yeah, exactly. Did you hear the story at Chick-fil-A? A person got a flat tire in the drive-thru. One of the Chick-fil-A workers went out and changed their tire. Of course they did. How do they do it? Well, you get a, a tire iron. No, out, not, uh, the cha- then you, not the changing <laughs> of the <laughs> Because, first of all, they're never understaffed. They always have enough staff and then, and then extra. Well, that's, that's how they can point. do it. I'm just grateful. I never, you know what? Now, I'm, just, I'm thinking about it for the first time. There are a ton of people working yeah. at Chick-fil-A it's all the so time. It's so efficient. I'm just grateful that there was somebody there with a camera to capture all of it and get it on social media. Mm-hmm. Was there a camera? I didn't. I only heard the story. I didn't see there was a... Oh, there was a picture, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. It was on the internet. Oh, it's on the internet. It must have happened. Yeah, it was right but next to a picture. Spinach ice cream is terrible. Yes. What's worse, spinach ice cream or new Coke? That's a segue, April D. Gregory. That's why they pay me. New Coke is making a comeback. If you were paying me, I would have done better also. Um, you might want to check your bank account. <laughs> just, just, just saying. New Coke is making a comeback. It was 34 years ago, children. Let us take you back to the days of the Gen Xer. When we were all drinking a Coke and having a smile and feeling good about ourselves. And there was this big bear that would come out in Christmas. We're like, oh, Coca-Cola. Oh, you, you've never steered us wrong. You're the one thing in our lives we could depend on. And then one day... The can said new Coke, and we said, sorry, what the F is this? What is this holy hell? You don't, what is new about Coke? No, the only thing new in Coke is that you no longer have cocaine in it. Yeah, that's it. That was it. That, that it was, was it. new enough without the cocaine. That's all we needed. Just take out the cocaine. You brought us new Coke. It Can we have old Coke with cocaine in it? Wow. Old, wow. old Coke? One drink down, three, three drinks in. She now wants full Coke. She wants full Coke, Coke. I want to try that Coke. Okay. I mean, that Coke will. Join her carb day 2020. <laughs> right. She'll have full Coke Coke. Um, and people are like, what is this? It is in history the worst marketing blunder American business has ever seen. It was 79 days later they brought back original Coke, which they now call Coca-Cola Classic, which I think to this day I think still has classic. Got it. I don't know. I haven't bought one in, in, in a while. But the show Netflix, the show Netflix, Netflix has, you know, one of their shows is Stranger Things. And that show is set in Indiana and in the 80s. Is it really? Yeah. 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 Hawkins. Hawkins, Indiana is the town that they created. And when when you see like the the, the merchandise, it's got the Indiana flag on it and everything else. It's very cool. Interesting. So for a tie-in, Coca-Cola is bringing back the worst marketing idea in the history of mankind making 500,000 cans of new Coke to distribute. I, this is, they're utilizing marketing with connection with Stranger Things to 
almost engage in revisionist history Retest. of the one of the worst ideas ever. Is anybody else blown away by this? I find that a stunning, stunning development that they're willing to say, you know what? We screwed the pooch. Here, let us remind you why. You know what this reminds me of? I, and I, it's funny because this just came up last night in a conversation I had with someone. Uh, we were joking about old products. And I said, you know what I could go for right now? An orange slice. <laughs> and I looked it up. And, you know, they just, Pepsi discontinued slice in the 90s, but then brought it back. And it was sold exclusively at Walmart. Uh, orange Crush was way better. Sunkist. No. Sunkist orange soda was the absolute best. But it's interesting when a, 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 a corporation will bring back a product <laughs> like that and tie it to a retailer or tie it to, mm-hmm. and in this case, uh, a, a television show. Uh, look, it, it may be a success. Well, they're gonna, I don't know. They've I only got made 500000 They're going to create demand. I remember New Coke, and I thought it was terrible, just like everybody else. It's just that... It, it's interesting what time does. It's interesting how people see an opportunity. And it's kind of interesting that they would want to relive the worst moment in their, hist- in their history, in their history, storied, by the way. Uh, it really is incredible what they did with their marketing and the shape of the bottle and, 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 and everything else and the ubiquitousness of it. In, in the South specifically, like in Georgia, when you go to a, to, a, to a restaurant, you order a Coke and they'll say, what kind? You'll say Pepsi. Coke took over. You don't for order soda. Pepsi in Georgia. You I, order Coca Cola. My point is, is that they'll say they Coke, Coke when they yeah. mean soda. Yeah. Like in the Midwest, some people will say pop because I have yet to figure out why. Pop I, is awful. Why do they call it that? I don't know. Why is it pop? But it's it, you would you would soda pop. Oh, is that why soda pop? That's dumb. But you, this is the worst thing they ever did, and they brought it back. Culture is fina- is is fascinating to me. Stranger Things is so strong. And has such a following that they that they thought it was worth the risk. They're like, no, nah, it's gonna be cool. It'll be kitschy. We'll get a lot of play out of it. It'll be great. No one will care. I don't know why I'm. I find that to be stunning. They'll sell all those cup, all those cans of new Coke. They will. They will sell. Oh, uh, uh, now could they be be to the point where like you know what? Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back in limited release. Maybe they brought back. Uh, you know, That's I, what I'm saying I, they're going to test it out. I've with made, this. I've made oh, you s- think there's more than meets the eye in just the market? Yes, because uh, all these millennials don't know what it tastes like, right? I make Crystal Pepsi jokes all the time. They brought back they Crystal brought Pepsi. Back. Yeah, for a they time. Did, what, did they really? Yes. Yeah. And that was terrible too. Oh, I liked it. What about Fresca's? Fresca back? Fresca's always. Fresca never been went here. away. You can still get Fresca. Oh yeah, you get a Fresca. You get a tab if you want a tab. A tab. So here's my tab Coke story. Okay. I was a little kid. Coca Cola story or my Coca Cola classic okay. story. I was a little kid when New Coke came out, but I loved Coca Cola Classic. And whenever we would go through the drive-through McDonald's, I would make my mom order Coca Cola Classic. And if she said Happy Meal with a Coke, I would make her re-say it: Happy Meal with Coca Cola Classic. Because, because you I it? needed Coca-Cola Classic. How old were you? About three or four. Your mom let you drink soda? I know, right? That's when you didn't realize it was bad for you. I think my mom realized it was, it, it was bad for me. I certainly didn't drink it when I was three or four. When I was a teenager, I would, admit I would drink it. I will tell you that I don't let my kids drink it. Oh, my kid does not drink soda. No. No way. No way. No, 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 no. Every now and then my youngest... I don't keep cra- it in the house. My youngest is crazy about root beer. So once or twice a year... And, and people look at me like I have nine heads, like, wow, you're like that tiger dad. 
It's soda. Yeah. Don't do that to your kids. It's like, we you also to be fingers Malloy drinking eighty ounce Mountain Dews. Fingers, every day that fingers the gas Malloy, station. Fingers Malloy would have been dead if he wasn't already embalmed by all the Mountain Dew. <laughs> it's it's one molecule off from antifreeze. If it wasn't if it if it wasn't for Literally. Mountain Dew, you fingers you would look exactly like Keith Richards. Exactly. <laughs> it's the nicest thing anyone's ever said. About Down me. to the accent, you would you would do it. A hundred. Oh no, question. You you have the worst diet I've ever seen. The worst. He actually gave up soda pop last week or the week before. Are you wait? Are you still? Is, is, is this the, the same pop? thing when he went on Atkins? Is this is that the same um, thing? I, when he gave up. Listen, bread? I found out that they brought new Coke back, and I thought for the show. I needed to start uh, drinking pop again just oh, before right. that, so I got a, a can of new Coke. And it, as we, we all should, know, I think new, we Coke the new Coke is the gateway soda to to Mountain Dew. Right. So yeah, I'm so that's how to, that's yeah. how it happened for right. you. Okay. Right. And some of the flavored Mountain Dews now are just it, it's ridiculous. Absolute liquid. I sugar. did like the Code Red. It's all liquid sugar. Oh, but they, they well, it's like, liquid uh, high fructose corn syrup. I mean, which is the, worse than sugar. I mean, B- Baja Blast. That's Taco Bell stuff. I, she she yeah, got herself. She, she did. She cor- that's a self-correction right there. Mark the time. I never had it. I never. Then again, blast. The, the, only, the last time I talked about it was with you guys to test it out for an Eat, Drink, Smoke episode. And by the way, if you don't subscribe to Eat, Drink, Smoke you on iTunes. Loser. You Wow. You know what I need to do? Uh, eat, Drink, Smoke on iTunes. Five-star review. For the next Eat, Drink, Smoke, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring in three different flavored Mountain Dews and see the reaction on your faces as you try each one of them. Uh, done. Mountain Dew test? Yeah. Absolutely in for that. Speaking of test, how are we doing on this cigar? This is the Zeno uh, Platinum Exclusive Series. Daniel. We're going to need a light. We're going to need a light for April D. Gregory because hers went out. It was you're, so good. you're still into it. I am starting to get into the second third right well, it's now. the same thing it, like uh, we, we talked about before is I'm not a big fan of the uh, a cigar with a lot of spice. Uh, this right here uh, has grown on me because, like you said, uh, you get used to it after a while. Well, the, the, when you light it, that... That spice punches you in the face, but then after uh, you know a couple of minutes, that kind of goes away, and then, and then I dig it. Yeah, and you can find that somewhere between eleven and I shouldn't say eleven, somewhere between fifteen and twenty dollars a stick is where you're going to find the exclusive series. Uh, so it's it's for for I thought it was like twenty for for somewhere between fifteen and twenty, depending okay. on where you're at. It, it's definitely worth the try. It really and truly is. Also makes a great gift set, right? So if you're like, hmm, what's something that's that's interesting but isn't overly uh, priced because it comes in a box of 10. It's a really great box. It, it, great for that uh, as I, well. I have to ask you this, Tony. You know, I'm a, a newbie to the cigar world. <clears throat> um, yes. Before I started coming to Blend, I had never heard of Davidoff before. Uh, has Davidoff been a, a recognized name yes. in the cigar world Davidoff. for a long time? Davidoff is is the name and and going back in it weird it like I would say someone's going to correct me on this maybe a decade and a half ago they I would argue that many of, of much of what they did kind of fell out of favor and they really had they really went back and in, in my view and, and kind of recreated what it is that they are and what it is that they put out um, and they, they have a, they do have a lot of lines right so they do have a lot of different lines uh, of cigars, they produce in a bunch of different areas in terms of whether tobacco is sourced, whether it's the Dominican or, or Nicaragua. Um, uh, they get tobaccos out of out of Honduras uh, a, a, as well. Um, but what they've done lately, and what they've done over really the last decade, is it, great, great cigars. If you go back to some of our, our reviews of Davidoff cigars, the Royal Salomonas, 
It's a hundred dollars a stick. And when you smoke that cigar and you realize the next day you don't have a single cigar taste in your mouth, oh, yeah. it's worth a hundred bucks. It's that good. It is, it, isn't it every day? Oh, hell no. Is there a moment where you're like, you know what? If I'm going to try it, I want to try that one. And you got to give yourself two hours and you have to give yourself time. And it's one of the cigars where I believe, if, if I remember myself correctly, don't have it with anything. Have it with water. Don't even have it with bourbon. Take the time to experience what it is they put together, that, that level of craftsmanship. Really and truly, no, but David, Davidoff is a massive, massive name. Uh, the Colorado Claro, which we've, we've done, the Anniversio, the Grand Cru, and of course, the Winston Churchill and the Late Hour. The Late Hour is yeah. one of my favorite uh, cigars. Uh, we out also there. did the Escurio. Yes, we did. We did. Uh, that was a, that uh, used to be my favorite. That was a terrific, terrific cigar. So this is. This is absolutely wonderful. Do you want to know what my secret is to getting a uh, cigar taste out of your mouth the next day? Oh, let us hear. When I brush my teeth at night after I leave here. Right. And you floss, right? You have to floss. Oh, my gosh. I didn't become a flosser until recently when I got my um, uh, my Invisalign. Right. And I have to. You're supposed to floss before you put it but back But you in. don't have Invisalign. You have the other one. I have the Smile Direct Club, which is the. I'm just saying, uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna credit somebody, give give credit oh, where it's due. Right. I'm sorry, Smile Direct Club hit me up if you want. Because they'd be a code. great sponsor for Eat Drink Smoke. They would be. World class. Yeah, and it's obviously Smile, I can test the product. See um, what, I did? what I do when I'm brushing my teeth is at the end, I swallow just a little bit of the toothpastey water in my mouth. Oh. And that. And you don't throw up. Just a little bit. You throw up just a little bit? No, I throw up. Oh. I, I, I swallow just a little bit of the water. And, I do a rinse. And, and, then and, and you don't have any cigar taste in your mouth the next, the next day? The day I don't have the cigar taste, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I will tell Do you get a cigar taste in your mouth? Yeah, but you know what I do? I take a pinch of sage <laughs> and put it between my <laughs> cheek and gum. With some lavender essential oil. Um, I, I will tell you on a very rare occasion I do. I don't anymore. I, I, just, I just don't. But there are, there are times where I do, and when I do, I'm like, okay, that goes on. A, that's a negative for that cigar. Mm. That is a negative for that cigar. Um, the Royal Solomonas, nothing. Absolutely nothing. It was pure gold. New Coke, you get the feeling the next day. Next day, you're like, my God, I drank New Coke. I can't even see straight. It's like a Lestra. Coca-Cola Classic. Can't beat the real thing. Look at you. They should become a new sponsor for this. They show. should be. One more thing uh, to get to. Uh, that's uh, Howard Stern and Donald Trump. Because this is not about Donald Trump, the president of the United States. It's not even about Howard Stern, the radio host. Right? Howard Stern, he's promoting a, a, a new book. And so he's been doing a lot of, of, of news lately. He's been on a, a lot of interviews lately. And one of the things he's talking about is how he interviewed uh, Donald Trump before he became president. And he's convinced, of course, that Donald Trump was doing this as a way to get a raise from The Apprentice, and uh, he absolutely didn't want to be president at all, hates the job. That's the view of, of Howard Stern. But Howard Stern is a guy who talks about the fact that he, quote-unquote, turned his life around because of psychotherapy. Not just therapy, April D. Gregory, psychotherapy. To which the difference is I can't tell you I know uh, the details of these. I don't and think there's a difference. It's just, it's just psychologist therapy. Is that, is that it? I don't think there's a difference. An in-depth form of talk based on the theories and principles of psychoanalysis. So what, what Stern... What's, okay. What so you I'm, should I'm, be doing anyway. Right, I'm not saying that, that you're wrong in your thing. I just found a, 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 what I consider to be an acceptable description from psychology today. Right? So 
seriously talking about your issues and, 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 and utilizing principles of, of psychoanalysis to kind of have somebody dig in to understand themselves. So what, what Stern has said is that doing this really opened his eyes to what a, a narcissist he was, to how mean he was. And he uses an ex, as an example, he had Robin Williams in studio. And he's, he was a fan of Robin Williams, loved Robin Williams' work. But he was so desperate to only have attention on him, so desperate to make everything in his life all about Howard Stern, that there's Robin Williams, you know, in, in the studio, and he's like, you know what, screw you. You don't matter. I- I'm what's important. I'm, I'm what counts. I'm, I'm the thing that matters. And he I mean, talks it's about, his show. I mean, kind of. But he talks about how he, re- he regrets it. He talks about how he regrets it. And, and he wishes he had, he had had a chance to apologize for that, and he didn't get to. But going back to Trump, he's like, Trump could seriously benefit from psycho, psychotherapy because he, he, could, he could have this great blossoming and this great awakening, and he could be a much, much better, better guy. Outsider looking in, right? I'm a guy who has been through depression. I am a guy who was suicidal in, in my life. Uh, I wish I had done therapy. I went to one and a half therapy sessions. And it wasn't with a, with a psychotherapist. It was with a... a, 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 a psychologist? No. A, psychiatrist? A psychologist. Bartender? It was a psychologist. Not a psychiatrist. It was a psychologist. <laughs> and I went for one session, which lasted Case maybe says. 20 minutes, and I went back like a week later. And I will tell you, after, after just being able to talk about, I think I'm going crazy. And the guy was like, you're not crazy. Just to be able to say the words out loud was, was this remarkably helpful an unbelievable thing and I went back and basically he was like why are you even here now I will tell you I should have been like you know what I gotta keep going I gotta keep going I gotta find somebody else to keep going because I think that that figuring out that I wasn't crazy was part A but how to not be crazy if you will in my own head uh, and, I, and, and I'm not trying to disparage at all at all depression is real uh, there, there is nothing worse than, than being uh, suicidal there was absolutely nothing worse than saying okay how can I leave my body so my wife doesn't find me right when she walks in the door what note do you write and I went through all of that stuff I went through every last bit of it Uh, we were living in Bradley Beach New Jersey I could point to where I was sitting what I was thinking how it all it's it's awful and I'm telling you right now uh, you're, you're not depression's real and if you ever ever feel that way ever 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-8255. That's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. I never called, but 1-800-273-8255. I wish I had gone to therapy because I think I could have been a happier person, a more understanding of what's going on with me person in much less time. It took years, and I, I, wasn't, I wasn't a good person in those years. I don't think I treated people well in, in those years. It, w- it wasn't really until I learned to stop lying. And it wasn't even like I was lying to others. I was lying to myself about my situation, about me, about what it is that I like, about what it is that I enjoy. Once I stopped, everything got a billion percent better. But I am, I am left thinking that this is Stern being Stern. This is how do I sell books. And none of this is actually real or true about Trump because you could say you need therapy to every person you meet. Everyone you meet could use a little therapy. You think Trump, do you honestly think that Donald Trump needs therapy? I don't know. More so than some other person? I don't know. I, I, I think that in some ways it cheapens mental health issues in this country when people uh, sit on cable news 
hour upon hour speculating uh, about the president's mental health. That's that's different, right? I understand. Those people are despicable. And when they bring a doctor on, you know you're not allowed to do that. Doctors aren't allowed to give their analysis of a patient that they haven't themselves examined. And they do it all the time. It's disgusting. No, I mean, this is just his Howard Stern's way of discrediting the president. Now, to the greater point, yes, everybody could use therapy. I think everybody should go through therapy, like, in their mid-20s. Do it again in your mid-30s. Therapy is so helpful. Just to talk it out. Just to talk it out. Everybody should do therapy, 100%. Why? What if they genuinely don't need it? Stop it. Everybody Everybody has issues. Everybody has issues. Don't act like you don't. Oh, I have issues. I'm not assuming everybody else has issues. I would assume everybody has issues. I, I, I know everybody does. They don't look like yours. They don't look like mine. Everybody has something they need to talk out or get through, work through, or something that's just making them a certain way about something. There's just such a misunderstanding about mental health in general. When I talk to people who suffer from depression, and I don't suffer from depression, I'm grateful that I don't because... I, I've talked to people about the hell that it is. Uh, I, I have anxiety, like awful anxiety issues, and I saw a therapist about it. But what? Uh, there's such a, a misunderstanding about things uh, when it comes to mental health. Like, uh, Well, I think there's a misunderstanding what? that uh, therapy is only for people with depression or anxiety. It's hold not. On, hold on. If I may, what's an anxiety issue? What, what is the difference? Well, or, or at least as you, as you experienced it, what was anxiety? Anxiety for me, I have. Well, I don't know how deep I want to get into this, but I have a nervous tick that I try to control. That I, I, I have to mentally control it; otherwise, it consumes me. Can I, ha- can I ask what it is? It's a nervous cough. I will. I, I could. I could sometimes cough a hundred times uh, within five minutes. Just and you won't even notice it's happening. I'll just. Have you ever noticed it? April. I've heard it, but not like a hundred times in five minutes. Yeah, and I saw a therapist about it, and uh, and we talked about it, and uh, he put me on some anti-anxiety meds because. And the other thing too that when you have anxiety, you will it, what's what's really troubling about you over you will overanalyze every conversation that you have. If you feel like you said one thing that maybe would have upset someone, you harp on that and you take it home with you, and you obsess about it for hours on end, and then you'll have flashbacks to where maybe you said something 20 years ago, and something will trigger it. And oh my I, god, I, I have anxiety. Yeah, and I I'll, didn't even know. I do that all the time. It used to be so awful that is this I, some, why you keep thinking I hate you? I no 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 no. It's just you're just nasty. <laughs> no, it, I, there have been there were times where I would think about something that happened in junior high school I'm driving down the road yep. and I would think about something that happened in junior high school I'd have to pull over yeah that has happened to me before but in, I mean it hasn't happened in years and I think because when I finally you know got myself to a okay I know who I am I know what I want I can do like all a lot I, and it still happens every now and again I'll think something but I just take a breath and I move on yeah oh, I'll have a, a flashback of something that happened in high school or a, a conversation a random conversation with someone a friend that I may have said something that I thought may have upset them and it could have been 10 years ago and I will I will have a reaction like I, I will brace myself and have a facial expression that will make someone think I'm in pain and I've had family members call me oh my gosh what happened are you okay and then I'd have to make up some kind of story like oh I just had a uh, uh, a, a, a sensation. I think I'm getting a headache or something, and I have to cover it up. But I, I went to a, th- a therapist once, and he talked through my problems and said, "This is great. 
Um, we, we've, we've made uh, uh, significant progress. Now, uh, next week, I want you to come to an anxiety uh, group therapy session. And I thought to myself, nope. is there anything worse to tell someone who has anxiety that you want to see uh, him next week and you're going to spill all of your anxiety issues amongst a bunch of strangers? No, thank you. I don't have anything to do no, with that. I have anxiety and I about having back. that conversation with yeah. strangers. Awful. I, it's awful. I will t- first uh, just it, I had not I did not know that about you. I've known you for years. Uh, second, I have done the same thing in my life numerous times. I will tell you uh, that. The, the talking it through, I think, does matter. I don't know if you necessarily need a therapist. Sometimes I think you should talk it through to yourself. I talk to myself. I go over everything, all the time. And I will tell you that doing radio, um, a- amateurly and professionally, I guess, because the difference is the paycheck, um, has been unbelievably relaxing because I have six hours a day to get it out. And I do. I have six hours a day, and it's all in front of strangers. And there are times I'm working out things right there on the air. I don't know the answer to the thing. I never thought about the thing. I'm, I'm it's been it, that has been incredible. Now I don't think I would have gone to a group thing either. I don't know if I would have been okay with no that, way. but it certainly helps. You're in, you of all people, April, are no way going to a group therapy session. No, I thought you were uh, so therapy. I'm pro therapy. If uh, if. If you're comfortable going to group therapy, great. But I think for someone who struggles with anxiety, that would not be a thing that you would want to do. Right. Oh, it sounded, okay. it sounded like hell. I was like, there's yeah. no way I'm doing yeah. this. Yeah. I said, okay, I'll be here next week. And then I got home and I canceled the appointment and I never went back to him. Yeah, but like I said, I think the misconception is that you need to have anxiety or depression to go to a therapist. I think every single person benefits from going to a therapist at different points in their lives. Do you need, it's not for people it, with mental illness. It's for everybody. Does it have to be a therapist or can it be a friend? Because the, the, the problem when it gets to friends is that some friends... Some friends give really bad advice. <laughs> but it's, and you don't always want the advice. The problem is, is that they're giving advice. And sometimes a friend just needs need to, to talk, shut yeah. the hell up and just listen. Just let me get it out. But, yeah. but the problem is, is friends don't understand. Like I, I have people in my life who do not have anxiety issues. And they'll say stupid things to me like, oh, just don't worry about it. As if I thought to myself, oh, oh, that's I, the dumbest Jesus, thing ever. I never thought of it. Oh, thank yeah. you so I'm just much. Off this wow, that's great. Uh, I won't think about that now. Thank you. Wow, I feel better. I, it, or it, someone says, "You cheer up. You're depressed. Oh, just cheer up. Get, you know, get Nobody knows if you don't suffer from it what you're going through. It's like when you have a sick family member, um, and and uh, people will be like, "Oh, did you try this? Oh, did you try this? Oh, I read this on the internet. I have the internet too. Shut up. Yeah. What are you doing?" Unless you know an expert in the field where you can walk me in the door, stop. And it's not Google. <laughs> Dr. Google is, is straight up evil. Dr. Google yep. is straight up evil. Not evil, horse soldier bourbon. Which is not therapy, by the way. It's just really, really good weeded bourbon from the guys at American Freedom Distillery. Great sponsors of the show. The horse soldiers. Uh, you can look to the movie 12 Strong. And that's the story of the horse soldiers, right? So these are the guys who were dropped into Afghanistan after September 11th to go get Al-Qaeda. The only way to get there was on horseback. And that's what these guys did. And when they got out of the service, they said, we want to stay together. We want to do something that makes us proud. And so they learned distilling. They didn't just throw their name on a a bottle. They learned distilling. They make fantastic bourbon. Uh, you can get it at your local liquor store. Ask for it by name, Horse Soldier Bourbon. You can go to AmericanFreedomDistillery.com. Tell them you heard about it on Eat, Drink, Smoke, and get yourself 
uh, a bottle, a graduation gift. Have it in uh, your, your, your personal stash there. And when you see the bottle, each and every bottle, it was steel from the wreckage of September 11th from the towers that is used to create the mold that is the bottle that, that you get. It is incredible. American Freedom Distillery is where you go. AmericanFreedomDistillery.com. Horse, soldier, bourbon. Get it. One more thing about uh, the, the, the Trump thing. It is disgusting that people go out there and talk about him being mentally ill. It is gro- it's gross. And that, that somehow this has become politically acceptable. You want to talk about where, how ugly it's gotten. Because your politics are inconsequential for this conversation. It's ugly. It is ugly. When people talk about other people as being mentally ill. Uh, when, when Hillary Clinton was falling... Right when she was wearing those glasses, when she was walking awkwardly, I thought it was acceptable to say, "Is she okay?" Because there are these physical things that were happening that you saw the video of, especially during the the, the election in 2016. And you're like, "What's going on there?" Questioning someone's mental health is the ugliest thing you can do. And the great example of this is Juan Williams, who is now a Fox contributor. Before that, he was with NPR. He was a longtime guy at NPR. And he said in an interview, when I see someone who's Muslim in full garb, I get scared. I get nervous. There was a specific word that he used along those lines. Well, he got fired from NPR. He got savaged by the political left, and he's on the political left, and NPR questioned his mental state. Is there anything more ugly that you can do to somebody If they offer up an opinion, they offer up an opinion. If they can back it up, they can back it up. They told you how they felt. You could decide, oh, I don't appreciate that, or I don't want to talk to him. Questioning his mental state. And that's that's what's going on here. And that's what I, I feel like Stern's doing. And he's doing it in the guise of his book. So I, 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 it's, 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 I don't know if it's a question of caring. I don't know, I don't know if I want to question whether or not Stern is, is an uncaring guy, right? I don't think I want to do that. Stern is, you know, for, for a radio guy, Howard Stern's the best interviewer in America. Period. No question. You cannot name anybody close. Rush Limbaugh, which started talk radio, if you will, on the political side, certainly. He is, he is the guy who created the entire genre. Not as good of an interviewer as Howard Stern. Howard Stern is the, is the beginning and end of great interviewers of the, of the second half of the 20th century. But the, this is the perfect guy for the perfect format too. I mean, to be able to be on, um, you know, serious satellite where you can take an hour and fifteen minutes uninterrupted and talk to someone—that sure helps the interview style as well. But I, you're right; he's he's gifted. Yeah, he he really is. He really is. And and part of it is that he's got this wonderful natural. It's not that he will ask the probing question. He naturally understands when to ask the probing question. He is naturally able to disarm and then go next to make connection. And people do it. It's, it is remarkable what that man has done. And I think a lot of it comes from his credibility of saying, oh, my life is an open book. I have joked about everything about my life. And since I, I am not scared to talk about myself, it, it lets... When people come into his studio, they let their guard down a little bit too and become a little bit more vulnerable. You know, I, I I have gotten this has been a knock on me as a host that I don't get into highly personal things. So, for example, I don't talk about family. 
and you guys know that until I I came to Indianapolis and started radio here, I I was you know at at events and and I'm doing speaking engagements. I no one knew I was married. I keep those things very very quiet, but you you couldn't hide it here when I when I'm doing radio because you'd be walking down the street with with your family and like there 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 they are. But things like depression, I've never once been quiet about or sh- or or it, it has never dawned on me that maybe I shouldn't share that. I'm not looking for. Uh, attention like if I had a serious medical issue I don't know if I would share it like people you know pray for me this that and the other. they do that on, on social media I don't enjoy that stuff it's not that I want you in pain it's that I don't I don't for, for me I can't I can't share like that I, don't, I just something about it feels off but depression was real it was part of my life suicide uh, being suicidal was real it was part of my life so I never I'm, I don't know that's sharing right I, I but I, I I think it's interesting that that you're, you're probably right about Stern. He has he has provided everything. It's like April telling us how drunk she gets and punches people. Right. I was I, not I, drunk. I, what's that? I wasn't drunk. You had three cocktails. spritzers, cocktails, and then you had three, four, five beers. Stop. I had not four had Vegas bombs. Stop. And today you have had a bourbon, a spritzer, and you're almost done with your champagne. You're telling me the other day you weren't drunk and you had, you had all that and you weren't drunk. You had all that and you weren't drunk? Listen, it's carb day. There are no rules. I don't think anybody's going to fall. Nobody's you. judging you. You're allowed you. to have a good time. I'm just... Uh, the idea of saying you weren't drunk. Because okay. if that was me... Now, wait. Maybe you're different. It was me. I mean, I, I guess... I wouldn't be able to get off the floor. Well. I... I it, mm. Oh, is it because I'm a lightweight? Is that well, what you're basically well, saying? Well, yeah. I, I mean, you, you said on several occasions you've only been drunk once in your life. Once in right. my life. Only once in my life. That's it. That's it. Maybe, am I missing out? Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, Tony, uh, if there were ever a, a time when we ever did a conference in Vegas again, if I could ever get you to, to come out for about six hours and hang the way I go out and, and, and do a casino. And those six hours are midnight to 6 a.m. <laughs> yes. That's, that, that's Because that's, there's no time clock in Vegas. That's, right. that's there's when literally no clock in Vegas. You got to follow April D. Gregory on Twitter, April D. Gregory. And, of course, the Smart Girl Politics podcast is where you find her at ricochet.com. Fingers Malloy Radio on Facebook, facebook.com slash Fingers Malloy Radio, the Enough Already podcast, the Snark Factor podcast. I think you've got two or three things coming out. Yeah, some, is, is some big right? announcements soon. Okay, you're going to make them here? When the time comes. Yeah, we don't have time for that. Right. You can find me on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Instagram, Tony Katz, Twitter, uh, Tony Katz, and of course, subscribe to this podcast, Eat, Drink, Smoke, on iTunes. Do it. Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, yeah. Indiana. Always appreciate them. BlendBarCigar.com. It is the Xeno Platinum, the exclusive series. Go check that out. Um, it's a good This cigar. bourbon is from Blend. It's their private label, the uncut and unfiltered straight bourbon whiskey. It's 120.8 proof. And the only thing I'm telling you is don't be afraid to try the big proof things. Just be ready for what comes. For me, that burn lasted quite a few minutes it's in the top. Because you did not have a chest. giant cube. You would well, be digging it right now if we're over a cube. Are you, oh, you're done with yours. Oh, mine's gone. I'm done with mine. You want mine? Does anybody want? You want? No. Thanks. Fingers dust. Fingers dust. That's absolutely right. This is Eat Drink Smoke. <laughs>